All right. All right. So uh, here we are, episode 26, Mitch and His Dad podcast. Oh. I am Mitch, and with me as always is my dad. Uh, how how are you? Looking better this week. You were looking under the weather last time I saw you. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, getting over the cold, but uh, I'm still hating this hair. I had to flatten it out just now. Oh, it looks good. It looks You look like you could present yourself to anybody at this point. That's the unfortunate thing, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it just gets poofy. I don't like get a, it. Get a wig or something if you want. Yeah, I'll get a wig. That's what I'm going to do. That's it. Now, you do realize that Skype is now going to be a Microsoft product. Uh, it frightens me every day. So we're going to have to be in line with that because uh. everybody thinks the financial people say that they paid about twice as much as they should have paid. Well over that, yeah. Because it was uh, eBay bought them for $2 billion, uh probably, I think, eight years ago or something like that. Six, seven years ago, something like that. That's and- a long and uh, and they sold it off because they couldn't figure out what to do with it. And then another company picked them up for I think uh, 3.5 billion. And Microsoft paid 8.5 billion. Yeah, that, yeah. The, the estimate was it was double the price, basically. Yeah. The guys I talked to, you know, I got these guys I talked to that are analyst guys. That's all they do all day is analyze all this kind of stuff. It's it. It comes down to basically Steve Ballmer of Microsoft uh, took over in 2000, so about 11 years ago now. And uh, since then, if you look at their stock, you can see their market cap is like less than half of what it was back then. And yeah. um, they've just lost money every year under his direction. And it's basically, he's not, he doesn't, he's not a big like geeky tech guy. He doesn't really care about technology. He's just a vindictive guy. He's just out for domination of markets, but he has no idea how to do it because he doesn't really understand or enjoy technology. So, <laughs> how in the world did he get involved in that? Huh? He's where, he's employee number six or something. I mean, he's been there, you know, oh, okay. since so the he's... very beginning. Yeah, he's been Bill Gates' right hand man for so long, and I think he just, you know. He just basically, it's not that Bill Gates didn't also have that kind of vindictive side, but he also loved technology. And so his thing okay, was... Okay, what's the name know, of the other guy? Paul Allen? No, what's his name? Yeah, Paul Allen. Paul Allen was... Paul uh, Allen has written a tell-all book. Really? He was on 60 Minutes talking about it. Hmm. And it's, you know, exposes a lot of personal stuff about Gates. Mm-hmm. Although he says they're still very close friends, but uh, it, it talks a lot about you know the beginnings and yeah what they were doing. Now, he's a geeky guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's an it's not in the guy. best of health. He's his his health is not good. He dropped out um, back in like ninety six or something, ninety seven, because of his health. Yeah, is that it? I don't know. It seemed like it, he was very active like for a long time. Something, some kind of cancer or something. Because huh. I remember when I lived in Seattle, they had started. He had started the Experience Music Project out there. It was this huge building. It was all about yeah. music, and it cost him like one point five billion or something like that. It cost him a ridiculous amount of money to make. Yeah, and I never went, but you know, I heard good things about it, and it was all very technical. It was like as you walked through the building, it would it would do. Um, I can't remember the exact word for it. There's a term for it, but basically. The music would change um, dynamically as you walked through, so you never, you could never hear the same music twice, because it was sort of uh, generated as you walked through and where you were at and things like that. It would insert different tones, so everybody in there heard a different soundtrack than the person before and after, and you'd never hear the same thing twice. And um, so he was he was a very geeky guy. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not genuinely a fan uh, of, of Microsoft anyway. I just don't think they make good products. I think they're, they're more of like, uh, again, been a market domination sort of company. But, um, you know, you don't necessarily get to where they're at by only making terrible stuff. Uh, and they've had a few successes, so I'll give them that. But 
Ballmer just has made so many mistakes, so many like buying up of giant companies and doing nothing with them or hoping that they would somehow come along and come up with some great idea, but then they get lost in the bureaucracy of how Microsoft does business that they're never given a chance to really use their talents. And um, buying Skype, you know, the the number one thing in the tech circles that people are saying is like, Microsoft didn't buy Skype because they wanted Skype. Microsoft bought Skype so Google wouldn't. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're saying that uh, there there are some things that they want to do from the business end with Skype, with the conference calling and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, they're also looking at this, what is it called, Bing or Ling or something? Bing, yeah, that's their search engine. Yeah. They're, they're, they're thinking that Bing, they might be able to do some Binging with this. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, they could probably incorporate Bing into the Skype uh, program. Yeah. I'm sure it'll show up as a bar at the top or something that'll just annoy me and I'll hate it. And then <laughs> as Microsoft will, like right now, they upgraded the Mac version from uh, like 2.8 to version 5. They skipped all these in-between versions because the Mac version of Skype hadn't been updated in years. And people liked it. I was one of them. It just had a small little contact list off the side and you could have conversations in one window or multiple windows if you wanted, and then you had a window for your, you know, whatever video chat you How come in. we can't do that with this thing? I, it's just they've upgraded the version. It's not, you know. I mean, well, why can't we have a little thing with the people we want to contact and tie them into our thing? And oh, that? no, it's not like that. No, I'm just saying that it was it was a cleaner interface, basically. You'd have to see it. It was um, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it was it looked kind of. You know, cheesy, but um, or like old, I guess. But it it, it worked and it was nice. Um, and then they upgraded it to five. And recently, I noticed on their blog for the first time yesterday, they wrote on their blog that um, they they recommend you don't use Skype two point eight anymore. And soon they'll shut off the functionality for two point eight to even connect to their network. And I guarantee you that's a Microsoft thing. That's Microsoft going, no, look, we need to be able to have ads in this thing. And you can't do that with the old version. So turn it off, which is what Microsoft, I, I've, especially when it comes to Mac users, and it's unfortunate, uh, we get the shaft from Microsoft because they don't really care about these small markets. And Microsoft doesn't make a good Mac product and uh so what happens is people on Macs don't use Microsoft products. So then Microsoft, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, then goes, well, nobody on who's using a Mac uses Microsoft products, so we don't need to worry about them. And so they make these cut rate things, or they'll drop support, or they'll intentionally pull support. And uh, every time they've bought a program that used to work fine on the Mac, um, it ends up within two years not working or not existing ever again. So that's where I'm. So they're not. So they're not going. So you might not be able to get Skype. I mean, I'm sure I'll I'll always be able to use this version of Skype, but I think that there will not be a Skype 6.0 for Mac. That's my prediction. All right, we finished with that. Uh, <laughs> with that whole thing. <laughs> I don't know okay, what now. your tech buddies have said about it, or they're they're I guess not tech buddies. They're they're stock buddies. Do they think it was a bad decision? Who thinks it is? Yeah, I was wondering you were talking the about analysts are kind of bouncing back and forth because they're just like you are, and that most of them are Mac people, but the ones that aren't Mac people don't see the problems that the Mac people see. Right. Now I'm getting a message on my phone. Wait a minute. It does make me curious about whether or not, like, it seems that most of Wall Street considers Steve Ballmer a bad CEO. On account of he hasn't really figured out how to turn. Well, I mean, all you got to do is look at what the price has done. There's very few companies of the fame of Microsoft with the amount of publicity and the war, you know, how many times a, a day the word is mentioned, the name. That stock price doesn't move up or down. It's very unusual. Yeah. The stock price just stays. It's like it's in freeze. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it drives analysts crazy because they like they like volatility when it comes to stock prices. Now let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. now, let me tell you this. Okay. This is a little bit of a gripe thing. I do not want this to turn into something political. But all right, I'm going to use 
one of my movie allergy uh, allergy movie and <laughs> now. <laughs> It was a movie is actually one of my favorite movies. It's on my list that I published. It's called The Verdict. And in that movie, there's a nurse that testifies at the trial. In fact, she's the key character at the end of the movie because she exposes the guilty people. But she's explaining from the stand how her whole career and her future and the things that she studied and wanted to do in life, which was to be a nurse, was completely destroyed by these people, these doctors. And she screams out in the court, who are these people? That's the headline of my my little uh, uh, monologue here. There's certain things that get put into law or become practice that you always have to wonder, who are these people that started this and, and was a, were able to convince the people that need to be convinced that this is what we all need, where everybody I know doesn't agree? The biggest one of those presently is the light bulb. Now, what you have here is the 100-watt light bulb, which will become mandatory that you use the LCD version our LED version in 2012. That quickly. Right now, if you went down to buy a 100-watt bulb at Kmart or Walmart or somewhere like that, you if you bought uh, a four-pack, you would be paying approximately 89 cents a bulb. Yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. The new bulb that you're mandatorily having to buy is 50 bucks per bulb. Yeah, I'm reading about that. Now, immediately I have to say, who are these people that got this to the point that it's in right now? It'll be 2014 before we have to change our 40 watt and 75 and 60 watt, which is mostly what most people use. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that in that time, with my numerous rants about it and letters to editors about this subject, I'm hoping that somewhere in there, some some sort of, there'll be a new president about that time. I'm thinking that there's going to be something's got to happen because this makes no sense at all. Here's a bulb that doesn't last as long as the 89 cents bulb. It has mercury in it. If it breaks, you have to be very careful. You don't have your kids around because they could be killed because of the mercury in it. It's not as good a light bulb as far as how it lasts and how bright it is. There is no pluses to it other than the fact that somebody has decided that the old light bulb, which is five generations old, all those generations of people were wasting electricity because the current light bulb that's 89 cents doesn't do anything with the electricity that it uses other than to produce some heat. And therein are these people that I keep talking about that found that as a niche problem enough to get it changed to where it'll be mandatory that we buy these bulbs. Now, I may move to France or somewhere when it happens because it's beyond belief. Now, I don't want to move too fast away from light bulbs. I want people to have this drilled into their brains. There is no way we need to accept this. There's got to be a way we can have a voice against it. There's nobody could possibly ever convince me that a $50 short life light bulb is better than an 89 cent I don't care what they say or what the reason is. Do you care if all three things you mentioned, uh, outside of price, which I'll call is the fourth thing, but you, you mentioned that early on. But when you said the three problems. Would you say the price is a factor, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not discounting that. But the other three things you mentioned are actually not true. Uh, the, I have LED bulbs. I have one LED bulb. It's a toy thing. 
I have it right yeah. here, actually. It's um, yeah. it's a remote control color changing LED bulb, and it's very That's... very low wattage. It's it's meant to replace a I think twenty watt bulb. Um, oh, and how it, much is it? Um, I think I paid like seven dollars. I just got it because I like that it's a remote control color changing bulb. I don't care that it's LED. That's a twenty nine cent bulb, probably. Well, anyway, look, look, anyway, I, I, what anyway, you're going to so say what is I, what I'm saying is that that LEDs are brighter, they last way longer, um, they're they way That's... less prone to breakage, and the mercury you're talking about is the CFL bulbs. Now, if you were talking about all bulbs 100 watts have to have to be CFL, the compact fluorescent, by 2012, that would make sense. I wouldn't agree with it necessarily, but that's far more in line with how our like it's easy to get a CFL bulb by 2012. But for it to next year all of a sudden be LED bulbs, that sounds insane because they haven't even really perfected that technology. Well, but they do burn way longer, use way less energy, are much much brighter because the amount of Excuse me. The amount of space that it, that you can take up with those LEDs so, so and the I amount of power. So, I ask the question: Who are these people? You are one of them. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't agree with that law. I, okay. I think it's way too early I mean, for. I want to get away from the. I don't want to get you know. too far into law, and now we get no, to power. Okay, that's. I'm not no, trying. No. To, I, I'm just I'm saying, saying those. a group of people in this country. <laughs> some of them very intelligent. Some of them some kind of way in their brain they're doing the right thing. But most of them are from the olden San Francisco hippie days. These are the, the hippies that have now grown up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the videos of the ice melting and falling into the ocean up in Alaska, which, by the way, has been gone on since there were movie cameras. Mm-hmm. But they were able to make it a story that that was, ca- that was caused by global warming, that same group of people, when I say who are these people, I guarantee you that's the group that's doing the light bulb thing because that's what they're drawing on. Now, let's move to the washer and dryer operation. Well, I'll say right this. I I, I am not on the side of hippies. For the most part, hippies drive me nuts. They do the the same thing. Them, it's that group of people. Well, I, I, that's the that we're, we're on the same Vietnam War, and with we are on the same line of hate. I just I have a disdain for hippies because to me, they do the same exact thing as your you know young Earth creationists and your and your let's make laws based on vague references in the Bible, but ignore science completely. There's Any, no hippie in the Bible. No, the Bible, I know hippie, that. I know that. I'm saying they're cut from the same cloth, but on a different side of the line. Hippies, okay. hippies will ignore science left and right to support some weird spiritual hippie agenda that drives me up a wall. And they're harder, in fact, to argue with because they're not mean about it. Because they're like, hey, man, we're just, come on, it's just love and, you know, whatever. And you kind of go, ah. Because they they take a higher stance of like, well, this is good for the world and all this different. They they take you know a higher moral ground, whereas you know a, an angry, uh, exceedingly you know, hateful evangelical get, will take the well. I don't care if you hate me because it's you God's didn't law. Catch what I'm talking about? You're talking about hippies that are even around today. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about people that were hippies too. forty years ago. Yeah. And they're now adults in law, and they're attorneys or they're Congress people. Mm-hmm. They used to be hippies. They're not anymore. That's the people who I'm identifying as. Who are these people? That's them. So why they would now you move think... on to the washers and dryers? Why, okay, you, why, why is their motivation if it's not a hippie um, uh, based motivation? If it's not this weird self-serving hippie motivation, what do you think their motivation is for? Okay. Say LED bulbs by 2012. Okay. Just out of curiosity. It, 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 it's the same group of people that have everything to do with being anti, just in, enjoying life as a middle-class person. They just don't like the way the system works. They're anti the system. So they're going to change the system. And the way they're going to change it is come up with all this global warming crap that it may, that means nothing. It's untrue. It's ridiculous. That's not. That's you know, we're driving around in cars that are expensive, 
drive because of all the different regulations that they put on the car that they have to be in the car now. So now we're going to make light bulbs 50 bucks, washers and dryers that five years ago you could buy for 600 bucks for two of them, for a washer and a dryer. Right, and I'm talking about a nice whirlpool or one of those. They're now $2,000 for two of them. And the reason is because we now have this ecology-friendly washer and dryer that you load from the they've decided it uses less water. Therefore, it uses less energy. The problem is, and this was on 60 Minutes, the problem is it isn't true, but every washer and dryer, if you go down to Lowe's or somewhere and you look at them, they're all front-loaded washers and dryers. And they're all 10 times what they were five years ago. Okay, so this is the same people, the same exact group of people. They're now doing this, you know, attack on just normal living in a house with a washer and dryer. Who are these people as far as how do they get? In other words, there's got to be some payola in here somewhere for the Congress people to pass this. There's got to be. Right. That'll be payola. So we need to find out about the payola. Well, the interesting thing is that um, a a lot of this um, rapid environmentalism, and rabid environmentalism for that matter, um, has created, uh, as you love to say, it's created a number of jobs. It's created a lot of industry. It's created a lot of interest in every technology that we have, every bit of electricity. There's so many. We talked several episodes ago about the future of energy and how there's all these these strides being made for for better energy solutions and things like that, and and that's for better or worse. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Is like why well, I say I'm very middle of the road in a lot of ways. Is I don't I, I don't just go oh well these people like it so I can't get behind that. I I try to take things as a neutral standpoint, and then I go well who gains, who loses, and you know what's the the net fo- cause and effect. I don't agree with another law about living your life uh, i don't really like new laws i certainly don't think that we need a law in next year for led bulbs i do like led bulbs but i would like to see an interest in them to where they're more efficient and way cheaper which we're not at yet so it's way 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 premature and there's no reason to make a law because if it's a better product as as the Republicans love to say, the free market will decide. There we go. Stay off the cut. I do not want this to be political. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Unfortunately, just, it is. I'm just, but I don't want to talk I'm about like, the politics. I'm, I'm agreeing, with, you, I'm agreeing you know, with that side of it. I'm agreeing with that. Okay, argument. we got covered the washing dryers and light bulbs. Now let's talk about another thing. Because <laughs> I didn't discuss. I'm saying that case, there, is a, there is a good thing, too. We can bounce back to this. Let me get okay, through the whole Okay, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm making here is there are people that I would say have no common sense in the decisions they make. It's only for some reason they like the fact that they're irritating the middle class so much. It's becoming very expensive to live. Now, what would happen? Now, just think of this as little business sense as you might think you have. I don't know whether you think you have any or you don't. But I guarantee you can answer this Let's question as good as anybody. Yeah. We take an oil company, or we take, let's say, the Seven Sisters, which is the seven big oil companies. And we say to them, okay, you're making too much profit. We're going to now remove some of the tax breaks we give you so that you don't make as much profit. Now, my question to you is, if they were to do that, what would happen to the price of gasoline? Just answer that question. Don't diatribe. It would go up. Okay. Now, for some reason, Nancy Pelosi, and that's political, but she's personal knock for me. They seem to think oil companies that are making so-called too much money by taxing them or removing tax breaks that are currently in effect without it affecting the price of gasoline for you and me. Now, we both know that's impossible. That is not the way it works. 
but it's just like the washers and dryers are the saving water and electricity and the light bulb that's for some ungodly reason the heat that a normal light bulb runs is wasted energy so we got to get rid of it it's it's the same exact kind of thinking there's no common sense to it and it leaves the middle class paying high gasoline prices higher money for their appliances and higher money to turn the light on it's you know it's everything just gets too expensive when you start all this this where are these people people when you start thinking about them who are they Let's identify them by name, bring them out of the woods, and pile them up in a cage somewhere. You'll get no argument for me that the middle class has gotten screwed, and that there's been a great, uh, there's been a great, great uh, decline in the middle class in in the last twenty years, let's say. And we could um, we could out some of that erosion has happened for reasons that I don't want to talk about. That's fine. I mean, you can go both. You can go both ways. I, I I've said this before. I'm this not. I'm not. I'm not all government. I'm not all corporations. I think that I, ideally, there's a lot to be said for government having a hands-off sort of please, please guidance approach. I don't I'm want not. to. Talk. I'm trying to openly talk about this. I'm sorry. Yeah, but so, bring it. You will bring up. I don't, I'm not, not going to rip on anybody. I'm trying to explain to you. I'm trying to explain to you because I try to do this several episodes, and every time I try to explain one sentence, you go, ah, you're going to get all political. Well, I know because I don't like talking about the right. government because right. you don't know what you're talking about to start with. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying that I don't go. I don't go like, oh, it's got to be all government, government this and big government that, and let's get more laws and let's watch over everything corporations do. I, I fully believe that we need more jobs. I, I'm I'm super big into the middle class, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that there's so many you know nuances of stuff. I think the whole system's broken down, really, on all sides. And I don't know. I don't have the answer. Uh, I'm I'm only saying that I try to take things as like, well, what who who would benefit from this, and what is the net gain or net loss. And uh, that's where I that's where I come down on things. And and I mean, who's going to benefit from the light bulb thing? Who will benefit from that? People who make LED light bulbs, obviously. Okay. And who will benefit from the washer and dryer? The people that make the, the washer who make the washer and dryer. That's now, who benefits true. when the gas price goes up? Is the oil companies? And here you are going to try to hurt them, and you end up helping them. This has happened ten million times. They don't seem to understand how business works. It's like. <laughs> Okay, here's small business, and the guy's making some widgets that you put on the side of the street, and it makes the lights flash, and you can You know what it them. is? It's that it pisses people off when they're paying ridiculous amounts of money for gas. The economy's in the tank, and here's companies that are making bigger profits than they've ever made before, and then you find out on top of that, by the way, they get enormous tax breaks, and so the people go, well, that's bull crap. Let's take it away from Who you. Who are those people that do that? I, I read it every day. I hear it every day. I know you read it, but uh, do they understand? I'm I mean, you telling me they that think they about all sides. I mean, you, I'm you, just you. telling you. That's that's the logic. That's the where the logic comes from. If you but go, there is no logic to that. Like, let's say, let's take let's take specifics out of it. Let's make it a very generic argument, right? You're living in a town where you once were uh, at a, a certain social status that you're not at anymore, or you have to struggle way harder to keep even close to that same social status. Meanwhile, other people on another side of the social status, through no discernible reason, or rather nothing that you've done to, to help them, per se, have gone skyrocketing up, and then you find out that the king of the land throws them some extra bucks to keep them up there, and give them even more money while you struggle to keep the life you once had, there's going to be a natural visceral reaction where you go, wait, why does why does he give them more money when they've already got more money than anybody and they keep getting more money? That's where people are angry. I'm not telling you that I have a solution. I'm just telling you that's where the anger comes from. I I, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about obvious things. I mean, this is not, <laughs> it was very obvious. The point is, you don't tax. You don't tax Donald Trump, and you don't tax Exxon, because all you're going to do is raise prices for somebody else. And now anybody that can't figure that out, I mean, that's just not 
rocket science. But if you tax you, the, it's the problem of if you tax the middle class too much to make up for the fact that you're not taxing the people way up there enough, then the people in the middle class are getting hurt more when no. they're making way less. They will not get hurt more if you don't, if you, if you had the less tax that a rich person pays, the more money the rest of us make. That's the way it actually works in economics 101. Because the rich person turns the jobs. And that's what, that's the key to this whole economy. The reason we're still in the doldrums is because the, the unemployment rate's staying way too high. It's three points over what it should be. And as long as that, no matter what else they do, as long as the unemployment rate stays at nine and ten and nine and a half, uh, we're we're in the doldrums. Thought Jobs experiment. Thought experiment. What, thought experiment huh? for you. Here's a thought experiment for you. Okay. Um, what if you said, okay, we're raising the taxes for just the top earners of, let's say, the top three percent, which is a, a a lot of money. Not a lot of people, but a lot of money. Top three percent of companies or five percent of companies. We're raising your taxes. However, Just companies or individuals. Let's say companies because it's easier for this thought experiment. Okay. Okay. So let's say companies. However, we will give you larger tax breaks if you hire more people on. Basically, so you can you can bring your tax rate back down to even lower than it was before, but you have to increase your workforce. How would you feel about that? I feel nauseated by anything like that where the government is dictating capitalism. I don't want to get into the subject because that's a dangerous. Okay. Anytime you talk about the government is finagling around with something so that it does this or this or this, is to me is off the table. I don't want them involved in capitalism at all. They have never been successful at it. It is proven in just your lifetime 50 times over. They cannot put their finger in capitalism and do it right. It's never been done before, and it will not be done again, and it never will be done. They have to be able The further you push them away from it, the happier we all are and the richer we all are. I don't think you can let, I don't. I don't agree with letting people run amok. That's well, my issue. I don't agree with letting people run amok. Up. I don't about- also. I don't necessarily also agree that the government should oversee everything and all this different stuff. And yeah, I do generally agree that that most of the time subject, when, when back the- this subject, you just love this subject. <laughs> I do not want to talk okay, about. We won't. This. We won't. We won't. We'll move on. Oh, disagree and i think you will always be wrong because you don't quite understand the economics of it i can't seem to convince you the economics of it you cannot take money from the top in and make everybody happy except maybe some hippies or some or some people in washington it is not going to make the economy better there's no way it doesn't work that way the money flows down from the top the Reagan trickle down <laughs> economics. It works. It works. As Bill Maher as said, long we, as, he, as long he, as we don't do it, we'll be in pain. Bill Maher once said, uh, "Trickle down economics." Wait, wait, whoa! Was the, if you uh, name, I'm I'm off the air. Oh man! I, I love it. it. Was a good line. No, he. I don't oh. care. Tell it at one of your comedy right. shows. Well, he, I'm not going to tell his joke. It's his joke. I just thought it was the funny. Incarnate, he is oh, incarnate devil it. himself. Good Leave line. him alone. I he can him. go, you know where, as far as I'm concerned. I love him. Uh, All right. Anyway, so let's now, uh, let's move along here. Okay. Now I want to say I have on my computer, for business purposes, <laughs> a way to align what I call a criteria for picking stocks to buy. Okay. And this criteria, let me count the exact number so I'm not. Guessing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, it's an even dozen. There are does there are a dozen components in this criteria. I've gained this knowledge from all the years of fooling with it, but also mainly from a guy named Graham, who actually is the one that Warren Buffett 
was taught how to invest by him. And that's the guy that I follow as well. He's been dead for some time. He died in the 50s. But his method of value investing and using certain criteria has just been good over and over again. The problem is it's not sexy the way he invests. It would not make someone tune into CNBC. So CNBC has to talk about buying and selling crazy wild things. But anyway, my criteria is based on this value investing thing. And it's been extremely successful. However, in certain times of the economy, I don't get any stocks that pop up on the screen that fit all 12 criteria. One of those times is right now. (laughs) Okay. I have not gotten a lot of activity from my criteria uh, until yesterday morning. And up pops four stocks. Now, three of these stocks you will even know of. The other one is a very small little company. But three of them are very famous companies, and one of them is one of the most famous technology companies in the world. I'm shocked that they're in here because my criteria usually leaves out the technology companies usually don't fall in here because they they are they're priced for growth rather than value. Sure. sure. Intel is one of the four stocks. Interesting. That is a shocker right there. It's interesting, but not all that surprising considering the, the market they're moving into. Well, that's got to be it. But the the thing is that my criteria thing is not based on some sudden good news mm-hmm. because it, it uses uh, profits and loss statements and it, lose, it uses balance sheets and cash flows and it uses price earning ratios and all those things. And those things build up over time. It, it wouldn't be like if they announced that they invented a new chip this morning, it wouldn't show up on my criteria. Or sure, but they have for the last, uh, I think, six years, seven years now, they've been making all of the processors for Apple's uh, computers. And um, now they're also moving into mobile stuff. And they've been doing a lot. They've been doing a lot of processors. And uh, for a long time, they, they were kind of lackadaisical and they were falling by the wayside. But then uh, this other company, AMD, came along and gave them a run for their money, and the two of them have been fighting it out. And uh, I think over time, they've become a lot more competitive than they previously were because they had somebody else really competing with them. And um, and, and AMD again, is like a pimple on their butt, actually. Yeah. Size-wise. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, what this criteria ends up saying about a stock that pops up is that it's underpriced. That's okay. basically what they're saying. They're saying that there's a value in owning this stock because the price is not near as what it should be. Okay. So uh, Intel's price has gotten to that point where it should be higher, considerably higher, or it wouldn't be showing up here. And uh, as well as these other three stocks would fall in that same um, defense contract. The Raytheon, of course, is... a not a stock that you would be interested in. I've heard and, of them. <laughs> and American Greetings. Well, all the all the people that like LED light bulbs and washers and dryers at the front load do not like Raytheon. Hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, American Greeting Cards. Who would have thunk that? Who would have thunk? That is very strange. Yeah. Hmm. But they're, they're underpriced. So okay. they have very little debt and their price is basically raw cheap and that's how you that's the way you really should buy stocks you should buy stocks when there's a value that is yet to be uh cheap okay so that's three that's three the other one is friedman which manufactures uh pipes Mm. metal pipe they're a houston-based company very small company but that's the kind that stock price sometimes tends to, when they're small like that, the, stipe, the, the price can move pretty good sometimes. Right, right. Friedman, <coughs> give me the stock symbols because that's the way you find these stocks the quickest. Friedman is FRD, 
Mm-hmm. Intel is INTC. Mm-hmm. Raytheon is RTN. And American greeting cards is AM. Hmm. So anybody that's listening that has a financial word to, to think about, which is probably two people out of 50 maybe, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's just something they want to check out. I'm not saying, you know, run, run out tomorrow and buy it. I'm just saying check it out. Okay. Okay, then let's talk about big basketball a minute. Oh, Jesus, God almighty. Starting tonight, the Western Conference portion of the NBA Finals, they just wiped out the Lakers, so they've moved on to the next Who? series. And tonight's the first game played at American Airlines Center in downtown Dallas. Mm. It's unbelievable that it's the Dallas Mavericks against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I've heard the name. I heard that name recently, and I was like, I've never heard of a basketball team well, called Thunder. Well, piece of news about the Thunder. The Thunder used to be the Seattle team. Supersonics. Yeah, they moved the Sonics from Seattle to Oklahoma City. There is no longer a Sonics. Hmm. Seattle has no pro basketball team. So they're now in Oklahoma City, and they apparently are very good, or they wouldn't be in the in the Western Finals. Whoever wins this seven-game series will move to the final finals for the championship of the NBA. So it's a big thing. And the Dallas Mavericks are alive and kicking, and they're playing at home. The first game is tonight at 8 o'clock. That's that's big basketball. Let me see if I have anything else on my little thing here. Well, you talked to me on that. When we talked on the phone earlier, You, you the first thing you brought I up have was... Thing, I have a thing about dating. I yeah, was I was saying, you brought up dating, and I thought that was interesting. You well, put that on your list. Dating, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. Yeah, so well, that's, naturally. Okay, so let's hear about your latest date, the last date you went on. Hmm, okay. Now, a date to me is you're paying the bill and you're with yes. a woman alone. That's, that's a date. Yeah. What, what else would I? Well, I don't know. You may, you may have a different definition. I'm just trying to say. Uh, I don't know that I, I've, I've tried to define date. But, yeah, I mean, I have okay. something that certainly fits that criteria. <laughs> I generally think that if you, if you uh, have a romantic interest in somebody and you agree to meet up somewhere where it's just the two of you meeting up somewhere, yeah, um, I feel like that's so the, a date. You know, picking up the girl at the door and taking them out to the car and opening the door to the car, that's not a date. Well, I mean, I'm just... It's an old fashioned I'm, I'm trying to... No, I'm just... I, that encompasses... I'm trying to encompass. I'm encompassing. Oh, you're encompassing. Okay. Encompassing, I say, if you have a romantic interest in somebody and they may what or may I'm not... Every detail from the beginning of the date, oh, like... the of the contact oh, to set up Jesus. Uh, well I met this girl online who's a comedian she moved here from uh... was this at a dating service online yeah it was a, yeah yeah and uh, she moved here from I think Seattle oddly enough we know a lot of the same comedians um, one of them is gonna be on my show next week so I'm tempted to hit her up to be like hey your friend is coming on should I mention that you live here now because um, I don't know that he knows. Um, I, I think they're they're still friends. They're amicable, but I don't think they talk very often. But um, uh, and uh, so I just said, you know, it'd be cool. You know, you seem like a kind of person to be fun to you know have drinks and tell you know inappropriate jokes with or something like that. And uh, she said, drinks and uh, inappropriate jokes sounds like a blast, you know. And so we. Uh, Ah, that was the go signal. Okay. Comedians, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we agreed to meet up at a bar uh, that was kind of uh, neutral ground. She didn't want to come out to Hollywood, and she lives, you know, in Sherman Oaks, which is where I work. Not that far. It's 20 minutes away. So I said, well, let's, let's see if we can find some place. And I and we just kind of... Went through a few bars, and I was like, here's a couple places I oh, Wait, 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 wait. Did you go to her house in your automobile? No, no. We met at the bar. We okay. agreed to meet at the bar. That's how it works. When you're doing the online dating, you don't go. I'm just, well, I'm just wondering. Right. I want a play-by-play thing. All right. Well, just so you, well, I was getting to that. Um, you anyway. knew you knew the bar, and she knew the bar, and she had to no, tell you No, neither of us knew the bar. That's why we picked it. 
And uh, then I got there and I realized, oh, I do know this bar. This is the bar I was in um, when I had my first um, agent call. Um, I didn't tell her that. I just said I'd been to this bar before. I was like, oh, oddly enough, I've been here before. I didn't realize it at the time. Okay. Um, so we meet up and we're talking comedy and, and, you know, sort of about her history and my history. It's and crowded in the place? Not when we got there. I think it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. So oh, yeah, it's it early. It's yeah. pretty, pretty dead. And it was a dive bar, you know, intentionally like a seedy kind of bar. And um, so we're having a few drinks. Then we sit down at the this booth and every now and then we're getting up. We go smoke. We sit back down. We have a few, you know. She I, smokes. She smokes, yeah. Very tall girl. She's um, about she's six one, which is theoretically as tall as I am. But I have programmer's hunch, so uh, taller than me in a sense. Um, programmers, which, programmers hunch. Yeah, programmers hunch. I, I hunch over. See what I'm doing. So uh, my back is all screwed up. I'm working on that right now. I have a personal trainer. I'm working on it. So uh, anyway. Um, Taller than you, so just barely. But yeah. dancing at this bar or just drinking? Just drinking. I don't. Okay. I don't dance. Um, I mean, there might have been dancing. I wouldn't know. I remind uh, you if you want to hear it. What's that? Reminds me of a story. If you want to hear it, I will. I will. You wanted me to tell you every. Quote unquote, no, I want to hear detail. everything, but I want to right. throw this. It's good that I got. You know, it's good to hear like a little right hand turn every now and then. No, you it's fine. I'm fine. You want it? Is it a quick Stop story? You can get a big golf. You know what I mean? That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. You can do the story now if you want. I don't care. All right. This is based on a book that became a movie. Uh huh. And it's a you know it's a gang movie, but. The mafia and all that. The, 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 just the hoodlums, I guess you'd say. <clears throat> Plus, they have the old hoodlum that's been the hoodlum forever, and he's the ace guy, and he's sitting at the end of the table. And they're all sitting around. And there's this one, there's a number of women there, but there's this one real gabby girl with a boob sticking out, you know, dressed, kind of half-dressed. My kind of girl. And she keeps going over to the big guy and pulling on him, you know, let's go dance, let's go dance. Not my kind of girl. And he's just kind of, you know, he's just kind of looking at her and he didn't say anything. But just like all big kingdom type guys, they have their little underlings that take care of things for them. So one of the underlings walks over to the girl and he puts his hand on her shoulder to kind of calm her down. And he says, tough guys don't dance. <laughs> <laughs> now that happens to be the name of the book and the movie. If you want to see the movie, that's the name of it. All right. Top guys don't dance. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'm back on the freeway now. Let's hear the the rest of the day here. Uh, let's see where were we? Yeah, so Left we're off, just, we're just drinking. Kind of drinking and whatever have you. And then um, I'm trying to think. Then we got into a discussion about um. Well, she said, she said, well, I should probably, she said, I think I'm just going to have water from here on out. She said, you gonna and I was like, I had just ordered another drink. And I was like, did you want another drink? She goes, no, nah, I'm going to just get water. And I was like, oh, all right. And um, so the lady's like, How old the girl would you say this girl is? 25. What does she look like? I mean, give me a description. She's tall. She's tall, thin. Tall, black hair. Uh, like, I think kind of short black hair, if I remember. Like, kind of Huh? Thin? Yeah, medium? Thin, thin girl. Uh, yeah, very thin. Um, tattooed. Oh, uh, Yeah. On the so, neck or where? No, no, like on her arm. If I, best I could tell, it was just here on her forearm. I have, I, I have no yeah. idea where else. Uh, that's not too bad. So, um, uh, um, so she we says, know. well, I'm not going to have another drink. She said, you know, because... I'm, I'm paranoid about getting a DUI. And I said, are you, do you feel like you'd have trouble driving right now? She goes, no, I just don't want to get a DUI. And so I was like, well, let me just tell you something about L.A. If you have one drink an hour, this is different from Seattle. If you have, like, one drink an hour in L.A., or if you have one drink, you can't drive technically by law within an hour, hour and a half, um, based on our DUI rate. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah. So technically, you'd have to be here till the end of the night drinking water, and you still might get a DUI. And uh, 
And she just thought, well, that's, you know, that's, that's really strict. And so then I kind of ranted about DUIs and how I don't agree with them and I don't agree with the laws of drinking and driving. And it probably sounded like I was either a drunk driver. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. <laughs> or that I was just trying to get her more drunk. Exactly. Which two not, bad things. Yeah. That's two bad things. Neither of the things are the case. It literally, In fact, that's two strikes out of three. And yeah, third, yeah. when you run, you're done. <laughs> so you're down to one strike. I feel like, and I hope, I don't know, I haven't talked to her since then, um, but I, I hope that it because I'm a comedian, it came off as like one of my weird rants. Because I'm a comedian, it's like you, comedians go off on rants. Oh, you triggered something. I have a rant about that. You know, that kind of well, thing. Well, uh, you do that with me on this show every time we have a show. Exactly. Every single time. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Rants are great. Oh, uh, as far as you're concerned, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I love rants. I love other people's rants. Um uh, so so the date ended right there. I mean, no, the... no, no. Then we hung out a little bit, and then there was all of a sudden uh, there was all these bowls of popcorn around. I was like, "They have popcorn here," and then I was like, "Let's get a bowl of popcorn." So I grabbed a bowl, and and I'm like, "You want some popcorn?" And so I was just eating popcorn. And we're just like talking and whatever, and um, kind of hanging out. Did you ask out. any questions about herself? Or I anything? did. Yeah, I, I asked a lot about her. You know, I was I was interested, and I, Is I was, she like ever been married or anything? No. No, no kids, no marriage, nothing. Again, very similar to a comic's life. What does she want to do? I mean, like, what is her comedy. idea of life? What is her idea of her life going to be? Stand-up comedy. Oh, she wants to be a comedian. I told you she was a comedian. Oh, yeah. I didn't know she was a comedian. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a comedian. That's why it felt like it was okay that I ranted, because then she could be like, well, it's, he's a comedian, like I am. Because she ranted, too. You know? I see. I see. Okay. So, um... Two comedians meet yeah, in a ball. Yeah. It's a joke right there. <laughs> it does. It does sound like the beginning first of the joke. First sentence of the joke. They run into a priest and a rabbi. Uh, Six-foot-one woman comedian walks into the bar with this 5'11 hunching... I'm not a 5'11, thank you. Well, but I mean, you might look five eleven with the hunch you're talking about. If I straighten my back out, I can I can be six one, which is what I did when I was standing next to her. I just kind of straightened out and like really sucked in and was you're like, also, okay. You're you're also more attractive when you stand with your chest out. Yeah, well, I'm working it's on like it. Like, is more attractive when she stands with her chest out. Mm-hmm. You see what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, so, I'm working. I'm working on on all that. I'm like again. I'm get I'm getting into working out. Right, I have so. A, Proceed now past. So the then, okay. So then, we're kind of hanging out, whatever. And she's like, "Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out and everything. I have to be up early." And I was like, "All right." Um, it's like I'll walk you to your car. So I walk her to her car. She realized she needs cigarettes. I did. I paid for everything. Who paid the bill? Me. I did. I paid. I'm good about that. Okay. She seemed because she's from Seattle. She's not used to this. She wasn't used to me opening doors. She wasn't used to me paying. She wasn't. This is a very weird night for her. Um, and so I walk with her across the street to get more cigarettes because she needed cigarettes. And then we walk back across the street. And um, good sign was that she didn't just go, all right, well, there's my car and hop in. She goes, oh, there's my car. And then she, you know, pulled out a cigarette, lit up a cigarette and was like leaning on this newspaper thing. So I'm kind of leaning on the thing, too. And we're having the, you know, kind of end of date conversation. And we look over in this, I'd say, late 50s guy with a, you know, three-piece suit and a walking towards, stumbling towards his Mercedes. And we're kind of laughing. I was like, see, that that guy won't get a DUI either, you know. And she's kind of laughing about it. And um, he spots us and comes right over and just, oh, this girl's gorgeous. Is she, you know, whatever. And I had said as he was walking up, she goes, oh, God, we had to, she was, she said something like, oh, God, what are we going to do to get rid of this guy? And I was like, just pretend you're married. And she goes, all right. And I was thinking, all right, is she just going to make up a husband or do I pretend that we're married? And she sort of laughed about, you know, when I said, pretend you're married, she's like, all right. And she kind of laughs. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'll just be like, yeah, we're out. We're, you know, husband and wife out hanging out and, and. She sort of laughed. You said that or she said that? I think I did. Um, okay. I did, I did. I was just kind of, I was because it was like, let's get rid of this guy, whatever. 
And uh, she sort of laughed, so I thought, okay, that's the joke. We'll go with So he asks her her name. She tells him her name. He goes, no, your full name. So she gives her last name. Then he looks at me, asks my name. And he goes, no, full name. And so I was like, Mitch, and used her last name. Kind of like, huh? And I looked over, and there was no response. And I was like, oh, crap. Did did she already forget that we had agreed on this joke in advance? And so I go to say out loud, I'm just kidding to both of them. And as soon as I say that, this guy loudly proclaims how attractive this woman is. So nobody heard me say, I'm just kidding. And basically that was it. He just he just kept yakking about different things. And, and for whatever reason, she kept the conversation going. And then, uh, and then he kind of stumbled off. And I walked her to her car and said, all right, well, we'll talk later. And then uh, she drove home, and, and I just texted her. Uh, I said, did you, get did you home leave okay? it that you were going to call her, or she was going to call you, or I, anything I, like I, that? I texted her to make sure she got home okay and everything else like that. And then we kind of texted back and forth, and that was it. And we haven't talked since. I considered trying to do a follow-up date, but I was so for sure that I screwed stuff up that I was like, nah, she didn't want to hear from me. But in talking to friends of mine, they're like, no, I, I think you were fine. I think you could probably just ask, why don't you try? And I'm like, well, I just figured... Screw it! I don't want to. I don't. I don't, you know, don't want to annoy anybody. I don't like people that ask your name and they want to know your last name. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I would have told them right then. It's none of your business before she even answered. I mean, I, that's, yeah. why would he need to know her last name? There's He's a lot just, of things about that guy that I was like, I should have said blank, but I think I was yeah, just kind of chilling. I bet and you I was, did think afterwards about it. Yeah, like I was just trying to be comfortable. <laughs> right, so now, like, so you've had no further speak. contact with her other than these Twitter. I mean, not Twitter. Um, oh, yeah, that, we haven't talked since the day after, no. Okay. So that was how long after. ago? Um, ago, something? Two, probably two weeks ago. So in that two weeks, we've had no other dates. Um, none, none, uh, well, let me think. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say so, no. This is not an active dating life you have here. Two weeks is not an active dating life? Absolutely not. All right. Yeah, Every it's been two night weeks. would be active. That's all right. Well, it. I don't have that kind of uh, time. You know that. I got other <laughs> things I'm doing, man. I'm working on stuff, you know. I'm working on it. I have a I have a few dates. I, I have a few dates lined up, but nothing's you know. We're right in the middle of like dating season where everybody breaks up, you know. So this is uh, this is where right all of a sudden breakup season. Yeah, yeah. That's the most PG I, uh, way I can put it. I normally call it something else. Why but. would that be the case that this is breakup season? Because Halloween is a very you know sexy Halloween. Halloween. We're not in Halloween. I know. Hear me out. This is my theory. Um, okay. Halloween is a very sexy night, and a lot of um, men and women dress up and try to look sexy and whatever, a snatch a potential date. There's a lot of people that, you know, hook up, get together on Halloween for the first time. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. And it show everybody, everybody's a party animal on Halloween, and it's like, oh, this person's quirky and fun and has a unique personality based on their costume. And so... Whatever, and then you start kind of dating or seeing each other kind of casually, and then Thanksgiving comes up, and a lot of times you'll kind of, oh, well, let's go to my parents' place. Let's go to your parents. Let's do some kind of – you get together. Then ritual kicks in, you know, Christmas, New Year's Eve slash New Year's, and various Valentine's days off. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, uh, St. Patrick's Day, various government holidays. Somebody's going to have a Easter. birthday. I was getting to that. And then you get to Easter, and that's, like, right at the tail end, and really nobody cares. But whatever, it's, you know, it's the last of the rituals. So I say the Friday after Easter until Halloween. From the Friday after Easter until the... I've never heard this this, this, this discussion. It makes sense. I made up this theory years ago, and 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 it's held true for me. It's from the Friday after Easter until November 1st. That's when, like, it seems like 80% of people are going to break up. It's worked in, in my life. A lot of people, there's a lot of people I know who hooked up on or around Halloween. And uh, come spring, done. They just break up. Because people love ritual. It brings them together, gives them a reason to celebrate. There's exchanging of gifts, blah, 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 blah. You're clo- closer around these holidays, around the ritual. You know, you could make this into a comedy skit. You wouldn't have to curse. 
no, I have to curse because the name of it isn't breakup season. Anyway, so <laughs> so that's that's what's going on right now, and it's amazing to me how many people I know that have talked to me in recent times to tell me, oh, we just broke up or whatever have you. I just wanted to see if that was Jenny making all that noise. No, I got you. Yeah. Well, so there you go. So there's a lot of people. So that's I know the end of that. That's not very exciting, in, but in it's recent, funny. In recent times, they've been like, "Oh, we don't." My boyfriend and I just broke up, or my girlfriend and I broke up. There's a lot of people who have hit me up recently to tell me that's happened, and it's funny because it happens every single year, and uh, and that's why I always tell my friends, I'm like, "You might think it's real strong, and you guys are great together now, but let's see where you're at in June." Uh, conversely, the people who end up getting into a relationship right around breakup season tend to go the distance for a lot longer period of time. Cause you're so your birthday, your birthday is the beginning of this uh, season. Yeah, the other season. It's the end of breakup season, yeah. Uh, it's the beginning of the get-together season. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the courting season, the ritual season, whatever you want to call it. I don't have a term for the other season. Let's call it the uh, let's call it the uh, makes sense actually. Season. Thank you. I, it has some sense to it, I guess you'd say. So during the winter months, I have to hunker down because everybody's in a relationship, Thank and I know they're not it's gonna be. It's eight o'clock. Huh? Oh yeah, you gotta go. It's eight o'clock. All right, right, we'll go. We'll go. Uh oh! Now you just kicked out. I don't know what happened. It's like right on cue. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's coming back.